Sideburns versus skinny jeans? Walkmans versus AirPods? Millennial or Gen Xer? We're going to dive right in to family, finances, and fun. Mom, is my laundry done? Really, Ryan? Welcome to In My Day. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of In My Day with Ryan and Dave. It's our final one of the year. You ready to talk about some of our end of the year money tips? I am ready, willing, and able. Where do you want to start? Talking about end of the year tips, we came up with three words that just wrap the entire conversation up in a nice bow. Because this is the season for tying bows on putting them on presents, right? There you go. The three words are give, save, spend. Okay. The idea being that, just to give you the overview, this is the time of year where everyone's thinking about giving their money away, right? Or money being given to, to them. This is also the time of year where people always say, I wish I had saved more money for this emergency known as Christmas. And or, I'd love to, I wish I had saved more money in 2023. And then thirdly, spend. The reality is in 2024, there's going to be a number of things that are repeatable expenses. Even if it's not a good expense, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. (laughs) You know it's coming. So one of the things we can do this month, maybe in some of that downtime, as you may have a few days off from work or whatnot, and you're sitting around with family and this and that, but there'll be times when you have an hour or two of extra excess time, and you might be able to think about, just overall, where am I going to be spending my money? And is there any value in anything I can do in the short term to save money in 2024? Yeah. So let's start with the giving side. Let's sure. let's start there. What is one of the most common questions you get as a financial planner or financial counselor? What is one of the most common questions you get as far as giving money, whether it be to kids, charity, church, whatever it might be? The number one question I get is, do I have enough money to give fill in the blank X and hundred percent of the time? Let's just assume the answer is yes, because everyone's situation is different. So right. we're not going to dive into the yeah. nitty gritty details of that, but let's assume the answer to that question is yes. What's the follow up question? Then the question is what's the best way to give the money to them? Okay. And, and that answer, that's where the answer starts to differ. Mm-hmm. Because there's people that we have our overachieving families we work with that have emergency savings and that actively even save to their emergency savings. So oftentimes their emergency savings account has excess funds that they don't even need. So they may just give some of those excess funds from that. Yep. And then we have our, you know, everyday people that have an emergency fund. But other than that, spend what they make. You know, they they save for retirement. They have an emergency fund. They spend what they make. That's 80% of the population out there, right? And so when they ask about giving money, they're trying to figure out, do I... Sometimes they can write it out of their checkbook, right? And other times it's taking it out of an account they may have with us. Yeah. The the other thing that goes into that giving too, because we spend a lot of time talking on this show and in just day-to-day life about ways to save on taxes when you're saving. And we, we talk about that a lot. But when the money's actually going out, we don't talk about that quite as much, I don't think. Right. Um, but it, it is a reality that we help a lot of people with. You want to go into a little bit of how we can go about that in certain situations? Yeah. Since we're 
in certain situations with clients where they have appreciated stock, right? Or appreciated cryptocurrency, right? There is that out there too. Let's, we're not supposed to talk about individual stocks, so we won't, but I think we can talk about cryptocurrency because it's, it's really not regulated and it's imaginary. But let's just take our imaginary case that you bought some cryptocurrency that Elon Musk said is going to the moon. Okay. And it went to the moon. And it went to the moon. And you're, I don't know, two cents turned into $20,000. You're like, well, that was pretty good. Why don't you give me advice like that, Dave? I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't deal in fake money. <laughs> so, but they've got this $20,000 and they're like, I would like to give this to my children, right? Then all you're doing in that sense, the first thing you're going to do with that is you're going to liquidate it. You're going to figure out what your capital gains are on it with, you know, save those taxes that you're going to need to pay in April when the taxes are due and just give the kids the money, right? Or you could transfer, you know, that asset. And I say asset with big, giant fingers in the air. He's doing the air quote thing right now. For big air quotes. <laughs> you could transfer the assets to the kids, okay? But let's say, for example, it's not your children. It's maybe a church or a charity, Right. In this case, you may be able to actually donate that asset to directly to an account held by like a 501c3 as an example. They then in their <clears throat> gift account can take that money. You don't have to pay tax on it because you gifted the entire amount to them or what, you don't have to pay tax on whatever amount you gifted to them. When they receive it, because they're exempt, they don't have to pay any tax on it either, and they can use 100% of your gift for whatever purpose they're designed to fulfill. And there's a lot of people that do have appreciated assets in years where the markets have gone up. And as in this year, it could be a time to, if we're your financial advisor, talk to us. If you have another financial advisor, talk to them and ask them, what are my charitable gifting options for X amount? Is there anything in my portfolio that I could give directly to the charity so that I could not only get the deduction, but I also don't have to pay taxes on it? Yeah, I think that's a big, something you hit on there is something that a lot of people don't realize that when you gift the stock, that the charity isn't paying. A lot of people think that makes the charity pay the tax on the stock. Yeah, and, and that and makes sense, right? Logically, right? They're like, oh. Uncle Sam always has to get his dollar. Usually, That's right. But That's this right. is one of those loopholes that if you d directly gift that, then not only are you not paying it, but in reality, you're just giving more money to that charity. I think that's a big misconception out there that we miss sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. What about on the saving standpoint? Let's go to the saving area. Mm -hmm. One thing that I know that comes with the saving is, you know, you mentioned taxes and nobody likes to pay more in taxes than they have to, right? Yeah. It's the American way. Okay. Most people don't even like paying what they have to. <laughs> so when you take out money, whether it's an investment account, but let's just leave the investment accounts out. If you have an account or like your paycheck, mm -hmm. there's ordinary income taken out of that paycheck. And if you defer money into a retirement account, like an IRA, and then pull that money out for income, that also is treated as ordinary income. So a lot of people, this time of year, it's a really good idea if you haven't done this, if you know what your tax bracket is, 
and there's all sorts of, I'm looking at one we've got here. There's all sorts of just what they call the 2023 tax rate schedule that people can reference. And if anybody would like that tax free, that tax rate schedule, feel free to email us at team at familyfinancialpartners.com and we'll make sure we send you that complimentary so you can have that. But that tax rate schedule, you can actually look at it and depending on your filing status, single, married, joint, you name it, you can determine what amount of tax you're gonna pay overall at your on every dollar that you're taking in. And for some people, if they know what their tax bracket is and they're like, I maybe am not at the top of that tax bracket, Whereas I like to think of it as like a bucket. We always want to fill the bucket up. Is how want to fill the say. bucket up. So if, if you're looking at like a, for example, a 20% tax or 22% tax bracket for married filing jointly, you're looking at that tax bracket is going to be around $190,000. If you're a, a, a retiree out there and you're like, I've taken my income, right? And I've got 150000 overall in income this year. I've got another 40000 or so that I could fill that bucket up with. Right, I could, and anything I can uh, fill that up with, I could either get a job and make another forty thousand and and pay twenty two thousand, or if I have an IRA, I could do what's called a, a a Roth IRA conversion. And do you want to talk about how that works? Yeah. So for those folks out there that save money in their traditional four hundred one k or IRA for years and years, and are now retired, or not even necessarily retired, but just later on, and like you said, trying to fill up that tax bracket, you can take a portion or all if you wanted to, of that IRA and simply convert it over to a Roth IRA. So we've talked before about the differences between Roths and traditional IRAs. So why is that beneficial? Because long-term, that Roth money will now be able to grow tax-free for when you eventually want to take it out. So the idea being, if we're currently close to the top of a tax bracket, but we're not quite there, and you're gonna get there over the next couple of years, We'd rather pay the tax now at, like, for your example, I believe it was the 22% tax bracket. I'd rather pay it now at 22%, allow that to grow tax-free for the next couple of years, as opposed to seeing the assets continue to grow more in the deferred account and then end up paying a higher bracket later on. The idea is basically just let's maximize each tax bracket now so we don't end up moving into the higher tax bracket later. And, and not to scare anyone listening, but this country, as far as historically, we are in one of the lower kind of periods of tax across the board that we've ever been in. When you hear the, the news articles out there that say we have budget deficits, right, and we have runaway inflation, and we have all these issues, and you think, how in the world is the government going to get more money. They're going to raise taxes. They're going to raise taxes. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, right? Like Money out, money in. It's yeah, the same it's real simple. We are all going to have to pay the yeah. price of this overspending, right? Regardless of what it was spent on, it was it's money out. They've got to get money in. I don't know when. I don't know what amount. Or for who it gets raised a little more. A little that's less. right. That's, that's all up in the air. But I do believe that longer term our tax rates and our, our system will be adjusted even if it just goes back to what it was a few years ago which so we've already had higher taxes just a few years ago then even if it just reverts back we're going to be paying a little more tax so anything that was converted to a Roth right now would be exempt from that 
and it's going to lower your overall tax rate down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping on the savings theme, let's talk about going into next year. What are some ideas for people out there that are thinking, I didn't save quite as much as I hoped to this year, and it wasn't that I did a bad job financially. It just happened. What What are some ideas for folks out there? It's simple. You just got to automate your savings. Just make it that simple. Just automate it and forget don't about even it. Think about it. Yeah, and if you already are automating your savings and you're like, okay, my goal for last year was to get, everyone's different, right, on what they need in an emergency fund, right? Just depends on, I always say, are, are you a stock or a bond? Yep. Is your job a stock or a bond? If you work, for example, the government or for the local schools system, yep. right? Or you have some kind of job that is very stable, mm-hmm. right? As long as you show up and go to work, then your job is a bond, so you don't need to have as much in your emergency fund because your paycheck is very likely to come versus someone who's self-employed or sells something for a living, right? Or maybe is has a seasonal type business like a lawn mowing business where maybe in the wintertime they shovel snow, but they if might, it doesn't snow... They might not lose their job, but they're not right. going to make very much money. They're not going to make as much money. So, so the idea that person needs to have more in their savings for those rainy or non-snowy days. Uh, so the thought is, if you are automating for an emergency fund and you've hit your number, that's great. Start to automate and save for some other goal in your life. If you haven't hit that number, save for the emergency fund. Now, the natural thing that people say is, what are the other goals? So let's say people have a 401k, right? Mm-hmm. Most employers now are automatically enrolling per government requirements, right? New employees in the 401k. Yep. So they're receiving a match for a minimal contribution. If you were someone that in the last year or two took a new job, you most likely didn't really look at your 401k plan to see if you were maximizing what you're putting in. So one thought going into 2024 could be right now in the month of December, take a look at your what you were contributing for 2023 and maybe just bump it a percentage or two, mm-hmm. right? Not enough that it's going to like really screw your, you know, up your pay, take home pay, but enough that it's going to start that snowball of money accruing just a little bit faster. You might just not even notice. That's right. Yeah. And if you got a raise or something, then whatever the raise was, if you're like, it was only a $40 a week raise, well, just put the $40 in the 401k yeah. plan. I have a, a client who's a retiree who that was her strategy her whole life. Basically, she took whatever her first, she, I think like the third year she was working in her corporate job, every year she got a bump, she would just increase her savings into the 401k until eventually she was maxing it and then she would do something else with it and comfortably, comfortably retire in her 50s. So that's a good trick that I think. Easy way, sometimes. easy yeah. thing to do. So I, as we discussed, emergency savings, 401k. The other option, if let's say you're maximizing your 401k, Maybe it's time to start looking at, if you have children, a 529 plan for college or education expenses. Now, the reason we don't typically start with that plan before someone's significantly contributing to their 401k is it's the old idea. If you get on an airplane, right, what does the stewardess say? She says, buckle your seatbelt and then... In the case of an emergency, put your mask on first before the kid. That's right. Because at the end of the day, if you're drowning, then the kid's going to drown too. That's right. And so if you haven't saved enough for your retirement, 
your child's not going to be able to necessarily loan you money for retirement. Yeah. But they can get loans for their education if you need to actually save that your hard-earned money for your retirement. Yeah. They're going to be okay. Yeah. I would look at 529s. And I also look at if you're not contributing to your own individual Roth IRA and you're allowed to due to your income, then make start an IRA contribution. And you can do that as little, little as, what, 50 bucks? Yeah, $50 a month. I, yeah. I have several people to do that, yeah. Yeah, and just start allowing that, that money to to accrue. While we, while we say, say it's saving, a lot of times when it comes to saving, people think, ah, then I'm not going to have as much money to do fun stuff with, right? And and you're right, you're not. But by deferring gratification and saving every little bit, it all adds up and it counts. And then when you get to the point where you're like either, A, maybe it comes first, kids are in college, or B, comes first, I need my emergency fund to buy new tires or something on my car or fix my car so I can get to my job. Or lastly, I want to retire I'm done working. We don't want the answer to be, no, you have to work five more years. Yeah. We want to be able to say, well done. You can pick when you're going out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the save standpoint. And then the next topic of give, save, spend is obviously... It's fun time. It's the fun time, right? Let's talk about spending money. What we were talking about earlier off, off the show is that everyone thinks that spending money is bad for as far as saving for your future which is just not true because everybody spends money on certain things and a lot of people want to go on fun vacations people travel for family and a lot of these expenses that we have and we know we're going to do in 2024 anyway why don't we spend them in the most efficient way possible so one of my first thoughts there is if you are planning a trip for spring break or whatever it might be summer break whatever your plan is for the next six months. It sounds fun. You're going to fly and it's going to be fun. Go ahead and book it earlier because the airline tickets only go up. So let's take advantage of their game. Let's play their game and win and try to take advantage of it and get the cheaper price. So maybe there'll be like a little lull right after the holidays as we, after everybody's traveled a little bit, there's always that lull. Yeah. Hop on it in the second week of January when everyone else is on their uh, diet and saving money January kicks. And you're like, I'm doing all-inclusive in Mexico or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) With or without the kids, either way. Yeah, whichever one you prefer. What would be another way? If you have a favorite restaurant that, so the local one in town I think of because I know they do this, is the Malone's and Harry's and all those restaurants. They do a Christmas gift card where if you buy a hundred dollar gift card you get I don't remember it's either ten or twenty dollar free gift card that you can spend in the next three months so if you know you're gonna go there anyway in January February March go ahead and grab yourself even if you're getting it for a friend get yourself a gift card too that you know you're gonna spend and get the free twenty dollars out of it or free ten dollars I don't know the exact but a lot of restaurants run deals like that and you reminded me when you mentioned the BHG group mm-hmm. right we do spend a lot of money there as we're thinking about things for our podcast at lunches and happy hours and dinners, I'd be just as fine on next year's show talking about Tony's or even Ruby's. I know there's a little contention there, but whoever wants to give us free gift cards, <laughs> let us know. And we're going to ship this to all three places, right? Dave's shifting the spending back to the giving. He wants his Christmas gift. 100%. <laughs> I think it would be great. But no, the reason I bring that up is we do have an engineer client of ours, okay? And engineers, as everyone knows, we've said this before, they're very analytical and they spreadsheet everything, okay? 
This one client even spreadsheets the amount of time they're going to go out to dinner at their favorite restaurant a year. Okay. Okay, from the previous year. So they Can keep you say track. What the restaurant is? Or is that confidential? It's, we'll call it confidential. Okay. We'll just use this <laughs> as a story, right? Plus, we don't want to be looking like we're leaning towards another. Oh, you don't want bias. Bias, right? They're, they're all good. No, because they're not giving us gift cards, right? We can't endorse anyone until okay. we get gift cards, right? Okay. You're on the sponsor hunt? I, I definitely. I think this is a great time, right? So the thought is... You're ridiculous. They, I know I am. I'm impossible. <laughs> so we're gonna, so they look at what restaurants they go to. And then they go buy gift cards from those restaurants when they're on sale. When it's eight, you know, $80 gets you $100 kind of thing. Or $100 gets you $120. Mm-hmm. They, they go buy the gift cards when they're on sale during December. And then the rest of the year in 2024, when they go out, they know every time they go out, they got a 50 or $100 gift card that they can use when they're, when they're out and about. But it really feels like found money, even though they had to buy them. Yeah. It's just nice, but they're automatically saving for a lot of these, it's like 20% or so that you're saving when you look at the menu and anything you order, you know it's 20% less. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just free money. Yeah. And a lot of places, Costco is big on that, right? They do a lot of gift cards at discounts. Like they do. I, I did one for Southwest last summer where it was, you paid 500 and it was only $450 for yeah. $500. Costco is a great place, whether you're getting the $1.50 hot dog and the Coke. Yeah. Or a brand new TV to watch football games with. Yeah. I'm not sure which TV I'd recommend, but if Costco wanted to send us some TVs to look at, we could also put that in our next podcast. I would take the hot dog. I would take the hot dog. Is it Coke or Pepsi they have there? I feel like it's Pepsi. I think it's Pepsi. Pepsi products? Yeah. yeah. There's someone listening and they know they're like, do not even suggest that Costco's going to switch to Coke. Yeah. They'd have a major problem. They, did you, there was like a mutiny. What? No, there was a mutiny earlier this year. There was a rumor that Costco, because of inflation, mm-hmm. was going to oh, take the $1.50 hot dog and drink. The price of the pizza, too, right? Or something. They were going like to raise it. And yeah. literally, people were picketing the store. And the CEO came out and said, we will never raise it, no matter what we promise. Our loyal customers or something like that. It's a but, big deal. But I love running in there for something in the middle of the day and pick up a prescription or pick up whatever I need for dinner that night. And then you're like, I'll take a hot dog. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. It, Greatest it, thing ever. It, marketing genius. They were. <laughs> it's brilliant. And I like it. It's always like a little grandmotherly woman there yeah. who's giving me the food that I ordered. And she's always so pleasant and wonderful. And, and you're like, God, it's only a $1.50 hot dog $400 later. You, you feel like you did a good thing. Absolutely. So, it, it just spreads joy and, so, and goodwill. So the tip here is if you go to Costco to buy your gift card for Southwest or whatever it might be, and you buy the $1.50 hot dog, don't just... Be, be careful because it's a trap. I don't so think you. I don't you. think anyone can walk into Costco without three hundred dollars in their pocket. Probably true. Just to be safe. Probably true. Because what if you like you find like a giant trampoline or something that you always wanted as a kid that your parents never would buy you, and then you're like, it's only two ninety nine. Did you do this? Is this a tr- is this based on true events? No, but I've seen things in Costco that I was not allowed to have as a child, and just did it because you could. And I've really thought, is that a good use of my money? And most of the times I say no, but it always brings back those things from my childhood since we're going on the counseling route, you know, that makes me actually think, gee, mom or dad, why didn't you get me that thing? And then I realized the reason they didn't is because if they had, I probably would have never left my house because I would have had everything. Would have liked it a little too much. I would have been like today's generation and stayed home until I was 30 or 35. That's one way to do it. It'd be great. They made it so uncomfortable that I had to leave. I had to leave the nest. But so now I can 
someday I'll have my own in-ground trampoline. Well, fair enough. Maybe we'll make that on the list of goals for 2024. For We could also do a medical show where we do it live as they reset my arm or something. The first show will be Dave's Costco. We're doing a live show from Costco where you buy a trampoline and a flare gun and fireworks and everything. And then... Then a GoFundMe for July 4th, and then our August show will be the GoFundMe to reset Dave's arm. Pay for all the bills, fix the burns. Yeah. Well, we have our ideas for next year. There you go. All right. So, so saving. So, so we we said airfare, uh, credit card, or or just for spending. Yeah. Any kind of uh, gift certificate kind of thing for restaurants, and then any kind of. I think the other thing is like speaking of Costco, right? They've got that annual membership, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of other places, whether it be like. Uh, gyms, physical places that have annual or monthly memberships, a lot of times they run deals, right? As you go into from end of the year or start of the year deals, that if you do re-up for the annual, you might be able to save a little bit on the monthly. And we're not talking about just physical locations. We're also talking about things like if you're an Apple user, right? You know, check out your subscriptions on your Apple account, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's your Spotify music or your Apple iTunes or storage. Any option where you can pay monthly or annual and yeah. potentially save money by just paying it annually is yeah. usually, usually a good deal. Because again, it's just, you're just literally, it's like the modern day way of clipping coupons. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great way to, to be saving. So at the end of the day, we have give, right? If you need help or any kind of advice on how do I give some assets to my children, church, charity, feel free to give us a call. The office, 859-219-1006. If you're looking at your budget and you're saying, I do want to save and I've maximized my emergency fund. Maybe I've bumped up my 401k enough and now I have enough money to start some other additional type of saving fund. You can also reach us at that office number. Give us a call if you need some ideas. And and third, if you're, you're almost burnt out from your Christmas shopping, because I know I get there, and you're like, what other things can I spend money on? I've got a few shekels left, right? Believe it or not, Ryan and Dave are pretty good at that. Yeah, then we are very good. We are very good about that. (laughs) Then think about, okay, I could spend some money forward on things that I'm going to, I already know are, I have earmarked trips, right? I have restaurants I'm going to go to, or there's experiences or monthly or annual memberships, that I could either reduce, right, or just pay annually versus monthly and save some money on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening to us all year. It's been a fun one, and uh, we're looking forward to January 1 for 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll be back in January with our New Year's resolutions. I can't wait to see what Dave does this year.